Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Yo. I'll be singing sometimes. That's okay. I'm kidding. That's your soul speaking, girl. <laughs> yeah, ever so often. All right, so welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and today it's been a long time coming for me to get, you know, the other half of introverted intuition into this space. Um, very talented artist. Um, I'm not even going to make the introduction. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's your man, CR908, a.k.a. the King of New Jersey. You heard me. Uh, I'm one-third now of the Introverted Intuition podcast. Um, shout out to uh, Skittles and shout out to Jeff, Partners in Crime. And uh, shout out to you, Double D, for even having me on your show tonight. You know, we always have great conversations that probably should have been episodes, right? The amount of things we've talked about it's like, yo, this is like finally coming true. We're finally on air. And I'm so happy to be here right now for real, for real. Like, I'm ready to talk. I am so humbled by that. Like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That got me a little emotional. Um, Yeah, this is long overdue. And yes, I did see you guys have a third member to the pod. So I'm excited. It's, you know, I vibe with the two gentlemen. I do. But it's kind of nice to, you know, have that little touch. We, we needed that. We needed that. We were looking at it like, yo, we need at least one woman in our cast who can definitely oppose our opinions and challenge us. You know what I'm saying? Because me and Jeff are very similar. So we will agree on a lot of things. But Skittles, you know what I mean? She'll step in and be like, wait, hold on. Wait a second. And we need that type of energy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's so it's crazy, right? Because, I mean, I knew there's a third member, but it's so relevant to what we're going to talk about today right it's so relevant to the whole male female and you know as i say in my intro and as i've been saying since day one of my introductory um little two minute trailer there is relationships and then there's relationships right and <laughs> I've, I've, I've been saying it i've been saying it so you know, before we get into it, I, I actually have an announcement for the listeners, and you're the lucky person that's going to get hit with this, right? Okay. I, I usually start off with, like, some form of a fun, you know, uh, icebreaker, you could say. And so I've decided now to add to the show segments the raw mess of the week, kind of like to make it, you know, the 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 icebreaker for the, for the chat that's relevant to what we're going to talk about, right? So, as I said relationships relationships men women i want to get something a little bit off my chest something recent okay you're here for it <laughs> it's like hit me with it okay and it's not to criticize maybe i don't know but it's it's just an observation an observation that for me i just feel like damn that's messy like it's messy so something that um came out to light in recent events right current events in the news of a celebrity, but general, it doesn't just apply to celebrities. We've seen it happen to like our regular beings, right? Uh, Nick Cannon is onto his seventh child. And in the last six months, yeah, you heard me. In the last six months, this will be his 
fourth child within six month time frame. Here's the thing for me, okay? And this is why I feel like it's messy. <laughs> See, <I was> laughing. <laughs> Oh, yo, what's, yo, what's, yo, people do not believe in condoms, but okay, go. <laughs> so, so, okay, so that's where I'm going with this. And I'm like, raw mess of the week. You know, I'm sure we see it on social media because he's a celebrity, right? Clearly he's been wilding out. Literally. He's been wilding out. Literally. Okay. Literally, he's been wilding out. But my thing is, this is, he's not the first nor the only person that, falls into the space, right? It's, it happens so much. And the reason why I want to bring it to conversation, listen, first and foremost, this is not to dog out men. I am raising a son, so I'm not here to dog out men. That's not how my conversations go, right? But I do want to be able to say, damn, can I just get my men to just make better decisions in life, just better, just more conducive you know i get it he's famous i'm sure he has enough money to raise all these kids but is it really just about that when we think about relationships your age sir like raising these kids your involvement like all of that you know what i mean and and this is why i want to have this conversation with you because we do we talk about relationships we talk about what are the things we look for you know I've been transparent on certain things that I look for as I am a single mother. You know, you are someone who doesn't have children and you are a man. So it's like, you know, we look at things probably differently. In certain areas, we may look at things the same. For me, I just don't see it being an excuse that because you are famous and you have money, you know, you could be a Nick while and out or a future just dropping seeds all over the place. I just I just think that, you know, fame or no fame. We need to do a little bit better. I agree. I feel that they like, you know, I feel like there needs to be some more self-control when it comes to impregnating, you know, women, especially, you know, these these dudes, because they're like, yo, four kids in six months. Obviously, it's been with different women. Right. Because it's physically impossible to do that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I mean, I'm not here to technically judge anybody's lifestyle, but I am willing to have an opinion on it. And my opinion is you do have to consider the fact that you need to be there physically for these kids. How are you going to be there emotionally for those kids and their mothers when you're dealing with three different, you know, baby moms or four different baby moms? It's like, and they're all within months of each other. These are all critical times. You know, postpartum depression is real. All right. And if you're not willing to really be there emotionally for the mother, it's definitely going to affect the way the child is treated. And overall, it's going to affect the way the child is raised. And it's always going to feel a bit incomplete. It's not like you got all your baby mamas living in the same house. I mean, some of them probably even live in different states. And then on top of that, you have to worry about your career and you maintaining your businesses. So you're physically not being there. So you write in a check that that doesn't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't personally, as a man, I don't respect that because I think it's so important to have quality time with your kids. And it's so impossible to do that when you have multiple kids with multiple baby mamas and they all from different places. It's just like mind boggling. It's like there's no way you're spending adequate amount of time with all these different children. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's getting the short end of the stick and that's so unfair to them. Absolutely. And I also wanted to highlight because I did say from the beginning, you are a very talented artist yourself. I even think when you are 
a man in a space of talent, of creativity, right? You know, how do you not realize that maybe some of these women are very are not very sincere in their goals with you? You know yes. what I mean? And I think that discern that discernment is so important because you can easily get caught up in, you know, a beautiful woman with a per- with a charming personality. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what else are you judging that person by? Because at certain at, at, at one point when you're an entertainer, all the women you talk to are gonna be beautiful. All the women you're gonna talk to are gonna be charming. All, you know what I'm saying? They're going to have very similar traits. So what are you really measuring it by? You have to go by something else, right? And I, I mean, I don't know what that rule of thumb is for everybody, but for me, it's about mentality. I need to know how you think. I need to know what your morals are. To me, that's what I that's what I judge by. Because like, like I said, at a certain point, they're all going to be tens. You know what I'm saying? But you need to find something outside of that to judge them by. Right. I also feel like, um, and again, this is why I wanted to break the ice with this conversation. And and this is why I wanted to start it off with like, listen, it's messy. I'm sorry. My opinion, it is a little messy. I'm going to be super duper honest. And this is where, you know, as a regular, regular, smegler girl, you know, woman with a child, you know, when I think about having a child with someone who does live in a different state now, who has a wife, who has three quarters of his children with him and, you know, stepchildren, you know, to see the efforts that he puts into, you know, there's effort in there, but that's just with one child. Imagine if he didn't have his other children. Imagine he had to go with four different kids. You know what I mean? And that's just a regular person. For me, when it's about someone who is with fame, fame should not be an excuse to just shrug your shoulders and drop seeds around. Fame should not be a reason, you know, to just do that. I agree. Right. I mean, I'm old school. I'm only 28, but I'm old school. I believe in a traditional household. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that's what I believe in. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, not every family is perfect. There's blended families out there. And, you know, shout out to the stepmoms and the stepdads out there because it takes a lot to love somebody else's child. You know what I'm saying? And I give so many props to the people who do it. But I really, really feel like if you're a famous and, and wealthy person, you really can't just look at it like I got the money you know I'll be able to take care of them when you say take care of them you know what I'm saying are you only talking about shelter clothes schooling and things like that like that also shows you how little people are putting on the importance of emotional health and psychological health of those kids all right when let's say all four of them kids grow up and they all do sports you know what I'm saying? Or they all, you know, have some kind of extracurricular activity and you got to pick and choose whose show or whose game you're going to go to. Like, you're going to be hurting feelings. You're going to be hurting these kids. You really are. You're going to be taken away from, from, from that time that they need with their fathers. And then in comparison, they are going to compare their family to the family of their friends and their peers. And they're going to be like, damn, your mom and your dad are here. Or, you know what I'm saying? My dad is with his other kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's going to hurt that kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You can prevent that by just, I don't know, being more selective, being having more constraint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it's deliberate or if y'all just having raw sex and just letting it, shooting up the club, just letting it go, letting it flow. I'm just like, I don't know. Because if it's that, then I really have a lack of respect because it's like, damn, you can't control yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can't have any like self-control when it comes to that. But I don't know, man. I've been someone who 
I'll be honest, I've definitely fallen into situations and a type of relationship where, oh, you know, it's okay. We kind of not, we kind of both know what we want. Sure. You know, do we have to use protection or not? No, we don't. And then it's like, oh, it got a little blurry. The lines got blurry. And then we still kept on. And it's like, in the bigger scheme of things, damn, we were so fucking irresponsible. Because look at us today. How we got pregnant. Oh, fuck. Here goes me raising another child as a single mother. Not saying the parent, the father is not involved. Just saying it would have been me as a single mother. You know what I mean? Um, again, this is not to bash Nick Cannon. It's just an example of a lot of things we see. And I want to be fair on it and level out the score. You know, a little balance beam in honor of my Libras here. I'm going to say this right now. Let me put it out there. Um, I also don't agree with JLo just going from A-Rod to Ben Affleck and her children just being around all of that. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it out there. I think that to the wellness the mental wellness, the emotional wellness of the children that are involved. Sometimes we do have to be conscious that our children do have feelings. And these type of things, when we do end up in scenarios where we have blended families, we have to keep this in mind. We have to be conscious of that, whether you intended to be in a blended family or whether sometimes it just happens to you. You know what I mean? So I wanted to break the ice with that um, because, I mean, why not? It was a raw mess of the week. Both of these movies were like messy as shit. Um, fun fact, though, Nick Cannon was in a movie called, um, um, I think it was The Love Don't Cost a Thing oh, or some I shit like that. that. With, with, yeah, with, uh, um, I remember that movie. Yeah, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So with Christina Milian. And then as I as I did my notes to discuss this, I was like, oh, shit, J-Lo has the fucking song. My love don't cost a thing. That's ironic as hell. That's some irony right there. You're fucking irony. Talk about connecting the dots. Totally connected. They were so messy as shit this week, but totally that's connected. That's funny as hell. She definitely has a song. And that shit's like, I think that's a platinum record, too. It is. <laughs> I had to put them both out there. All right. We're going to dive right into the first official segment, As Raw As It Gets. And, you know, all my guests know and all my listeners know, everybody gets an agenda, right? Just for an overview of what we're going to talk about. So let's just dive right into it. The subtext on this segment is men want love by seasons or not. So I want to open up the conversation because I'm going to tell you a little bit of what I've been dealing with. Okay. so my platform knows I am a very single woman and I'm trying to get back out there, right? My child is going to get his ass dropped off in Florida. So I'm going to be single, single for like a month and a half, Um. right? Yes. Yes. We know how that's going to go. But here's my thing. CR, I am encountering still situations in which, you know, and and I'm not oblivious to this. I'm a 35 year old woman. I'm, I'm aware, right? I'm still encountering even men around my age. You know, when it's cuddling season, they all up on the shit. And then the summer comes around and they want to, you know, back off. Right, right. And so I want to be fair on this, right? Because I don't just want to sit here and say, oh, these men ain't shit. No, no. I want to be fair about men also having preferences. Men also testing the waters just like women do men also having non-negotiables men also you know seeing what 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 is good for them what is not you know women do it we do it i've done it but is it that maybe i'm encountering some men that do it too and so 
this whole shit with dating apps, this whole shit with, I don't do dating apps. Do you do dating apps? Yes and no. Like I tried a lot of all the, almost all the dating apps and I pretty much stopped. The most recent thing that I did use was Facebook dating because Facebook dating actually gives you some really good options and they're, you know, relatively close to your area and they base it off your interests. So you're, you're matched up with people who have the same interests and it tells you, you know what I'm saying? If they have kids, don't have kids, if, you know, do they like to smoke? Do they like to drink? Like the questions are extremely relevant to, you know, lifestyle. So, and I've, I ain't gonna lie, I've, 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 I've hooked up and got to know a few people on Facebook dating. So. Okay. Okay. See, I, I, you're actually the first person that gives me this type of feedback about Facebook. Da- you know what? I talk a lot of shit that I don't do dating apps, but I might just go check out Facebook dating. I don't know. <laughs> it worked for me, but let's say it worked in the essence of meeting some people. Like at the same time, the people that I met were no longer really in contact. Right. Cause it was kind of just, okay, we got to know each other and you know, Whatever it was is what it was, but there was no longevity because I'm still single. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, listen, listen. But see, that's why I want to be fair, right? You have choices too, right? You have preferences just like women do. I want to be fair on this. I want to dive into the times we're in and the times that we once had when it comes to relationships. You said you're old school, right? Yes. You know, once upon a time, we had these type of relationships being arranged. And today in this day, you know, reality TV brings us to shit like The Bachelor and Married at First Sight and all these other type of shows like you're 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 potting you're date potting i don't know if you saw that one too there there's there's you're in pods and you meet people and you fall in love yeah it's you know i enjoy watching the show for entertainment purposes but i just i don't know i mean is it that we're going back into that space this day and age because some of us aren't getting too fucking lucky with men my age you know that only want to cuddle in the winter and they want to be out in the summer like Knowing that you've dated, you know, through Facebook dating, right? And knowing the reality of what we have today, TV or no TV sometimes. Like, how do we see this whole point of love actually being a thing in relationships? I think it starts by, first off, we have to identify that there's two types of people, right? Rather, if it's a man or a woman, the two types of people, the people who are led by love and the people who are led by sex. Because that it, it doesn't matter if it's man or woman. Those are the two type of people that I have also kept encountering, right? People who were led by sex. And there's more of those than people who are led by love, all right? So first things first is to identify what category are they in? Is this for play or is this for stay? You know what I'm saying? Because it's the truth. And, I, and this is only from experience because I made a lot of mistakes where I interacted with people who were here for play, but I wanted them to stay. You know what I'm saying? And then when that happens, you have two different intentions going into the same situation. It's bound to fall off. And now I've had so much more luck because I'm aware of the two types of people there are out here. So I can easily identify by behavior patterns and by train of thought, is this person looking for love or is this person looking for sex? Because like I said, it could be man or woman. They, they both do it. I've ran into women who literally just want to sex. And I can tell they might use the desire for love or a relationship as a cover-up because in a lot of times 
you know, from my experience, I've ran into women who would prefer to say, oh, you know, I'm just dating or whatever, looking for where things go, but really you just want to have sex and you don't want to feel like a hoe, quote unquote, because, you know, society always deems a woman who's, you know, trying her options and, and, and having fun as a hoe. And I don't believe in that. To me, the only thing that makes you a hoe is if you're literally having sex for money, if you're having sex for material gain, or if you're doing immoral things, like if you're having sex with your best friends and your best, your, your boyfriend's best friend and his, his stepdad, like if you're doing shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But if you're just honestly going out, you're getting to know people and maybe it's casual. Okay. That's not, that does not make you a hoe. You know what I'm saying? You're human. You want to have fun. But one thing that I say is be honest about what your intentions are. Be honest with yourself and try to be honest with the person you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Because men also are very, like, I'm sure you know, men will use love to get sex and women will use sex to get love. And it's just the truth. And it's just the truth. So you have to really be aware of that. And then it's a little bit slightly easier to know what you want to go for. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I kept running into is like, okay, I want love. I'm led by love. I want a real relationship. I want a wife. I want kids. But for some reason, I keep attracting people who just want fun. They want to play. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like frustrating. You feel me? Because I'm sure you're in the same position in the other on the other side of the gender. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to praise you for saying, you know, you would appreciate a woman who was just straightforward with it. Right? Yeah. I've always been that type of woman. I've been the type of woman who would say, OK, I'm choosing you to have a casual relationship with. We can hook up. This is all it is. Great. Cool. No problem. Right. Because for the majority of the time, that is what I was okay with. Um, with a, a span of plenty of years, there there's a time where I did have somewhat of a relationship with someone who I allowed around my child. And that was very difficult. It's ups and downs. was very difficult. Nevertheless, that man, for a good amount of time, still remained in my son's life. Falling out afterwards and reconnecting later. Um, I, I still allowed him to have space with my child. Right? Okay, cool. I feel that one of my experiences is what well, was because it's no longer. I was okay with the casual until there was a man who was very casual with me and used the piece of love to get the sex, possibly in a deeper level. Mm. Okay. Possibly in the testing of the waters like an experiment maybe who knows but i do feel that that's what i ended up being and i'm going to use the word since we're talking about casual relationships i was probably a casualty in that and it it was very frustrating because i felt like i put my guards down i felt i felt like i gave more you know i let this person in and it was like fuck I should have known better I shouldn't have done that I was doing so good like you did it and then you know but then it's like is it a total fail is it a total bust no 
because I think it opened up my eyes a little bit more to one of the things I'm seeing today in this day and age where we're falling so much into these casual relationships. And sometimes some some relationships that are casual more so than anything are just ending up in these relationships that are with no titles and remain so unknown. Okay. <laughs> and 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 I honestly feel like maybe when we think about different scenarios where people are getting pregnant, where you know, people are dropping seeds or just getting knocked up, you know, back to back or with different partners, right? Maybe that's where there is that gray area. Again, whether you're famous, whether you're a regular person, I think maybe that's where we're leading into these very blurry lines, these very blurred spaces, gray areas, I should say. I feel, okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, I I did write this to you in the agenda. Is it the piece that it is miscommunication, the issue, Or is it that we're missing that communication is key? I think there's a difference in those two things, you know, and I don't know where is it that the collective is falling short when we're trying to establish foundations, when we're trying to establish strong relationships, not perfect. By no means are we looking for perfect here, but but strong, healthy, right? You know, you are someone who you know, if I may say, at least I feel this through your music, you pour your heart out, you put it on, you put it in your, in your music. And I know what you think of and, and share to your listeners on your platform as well with your pod. Right. And so I wonder that if in fact, we are always so stuck in those great areas, you know, and, and I wanted to start it off with the men, you know, Is it that the collective, when it comes to men, are they afraid to fall in love? Are they, are they feeling like maybe it's a guarded component when they're choosing to just do it seasonally? You know, we know some women do it. I'll be the first one to say, yeah, I just said it. I I used to run it with the casual for a very long time. Right. But, or is it that men do really want love and, and it is a fear factor. I think, like I said, it really depends on the individual, right? Because there's some dudes that literally I've met, man, like I could just tell, like, they just care about knocking them down. You know what I'm saying? And they'll they'll play the role of, you know, acting as if they're looking for a relationship where they're looking for love. And it's really just about sex for them. You know what I'm saying? And then there's guys like me who are genuinely looking for love. And, w- and when you're dealing with somebody like me, I'm not going to rush into sex because if we have love, of course, sex comes with that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the biggest difference It's like for me, I can literally I don't care how attracted I am to you. Like if you tell me that we're not going to have sex, we're just going to get to know each other. I am fine with that. I'm not thirsty. We can chill. We could be we could be intimate in so many other ways. We could we could be cuddled up and watching TV. We could be walking in the park, holding hands, having a great conversation by the water. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I mean when I say I'm traditional, I'm old school. Like, I want a real connection. I'm not beasting for sex. I'm not thirsty for sex. Like, you really can get sex anywhere. Like, especially women can get it anywhere because there's so many thirsty guys out here willing to sling it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to be real, right? But it's just, it's it's so annoying. But um, I feel that there are men who've been hurt and sometimes they had one or two experiences where they let their guard down and they did let let themselves be led by love and they got hurt because what I it draws back to what I said. They might have dropped their guard and tried to be led by love 
dealing with somebody who really just wanted sex because a very common manipulation that I'm telling you that I've even experienced is women who act like they want a relationship or they're interested in the romantic side of it, but really they just want some dick without feeling like a hoe. So think about what that does to a person who got into that situation looking for love or who fell in love. When that woman is satisfied or ready to move on to something else, that person, that man is gonna feel really low. You know what I'm saying? Rather if they show it or not, they're still going to feel like, damn, I gave my all to that girl. And then she just moved on to another nigga, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you got to ask yourself by her behavior, was she led by sex or was she led by love? Because if you watch, if you pay attention, I feel like people really reveal who they are. But you have to be willing to remove the emotional veil that makes you see them the way you want to see them. You have to see them for what they really are and how they're really moving. Like, just to get a little personal, right now, I'm dating somebody. I'm not going to drop no names, but I'm, like, involved with somebody. It's not a relationship because I can tell that this person is interested in the sexual aspect of it. They're still going out at 10 o'clock at night and coming back at 5 in the morning. They're still, like... You know what I'm saying? Turned up and then sleep all sleeping all day. Like, you know what I mean? They'll hit me up at one o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So I know what to expect from that situation. I would be a fool to let myself catch feelings and to be looking for love out of the situation. Now, of course, I have needs. You know what I'm saying? Physical need, right? And like I said, it's nothing wrong with having casual situations, but you need to categorize it for what it really is. Because I know what this is, I'm not going to allow myself to get too emotionally caught up. I'm going to have a healthy balance and a healthy boundary with where that person is mentally and emotionally. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to have certain expectations on this person because I just know what it is without it even being directly said. I just know what it is because I'm watching the behavior. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I want to be fair on that. I think I got too. um, I trusted the situation too quickly and didn't pay attention to the behaviors. I want to be fair on that. I want to be fair on that because um, I did think, oh, we know each other for so long. We're cool. We're friends. You know, there shouldn't be nothing shady here, nothing twisted. But it totally was. So I want to be fair on that. Um, and I want to own that part where, you know, in in my wisdom and in my experiences, there's certain th- behaviors I should have been able to pick up on and to be like, oh, that's the one. That's the one I should be paying attention to. And I didn't. Um, thank you for sharing something personal, because I was actually going to ask you if you had anything of a personal, very directly personal experience that you had, you know, dealt with, a, a, whether it be something of your toughest moment or even something like this, something that has helped you be able to differenti- differentiate how you say being led by love or being led by sex, right? Um, to be quite honest with you, I've never even thought of it like that. And, 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 and I love when I learn from people. I've never even thought of it like that. Like, am I, or uh, even from my end, am I leading with sex or right. am I leading with love? Because we do it subconsciously. And not only that, certain people draw certain energy out of you, right? There's certain, there's certain people you look at them and yo, you're ready to put them on a plate and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, yo, you feel me? And then there's certain people you have a conversation and you're just like, 
you're just your soul is just like you know what i'm saying i'm telling you it's like you 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 have to see how people how you react to certain people because i feel like somebody who's led by sex they're gonna put that energy out there and you're gonna get that energy you're gonna be receptive to that you're gonna feel it you're gonna be like oh damn like just being around you is kind of getting me you know aroused right and then there's other people who are led by love where you have a conversation or you you talk to them and you're just like, man, like it's something inside that just makes you feel like, yo, I just want to hang out with you, yo. I just want to be on the phone with you. To me, that's love. You just want to be on the phone. You just want to be around that person. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Like for me, that's how I'm able to differ differentiate because, you know, not to say that there's not a physiological response to the person that you're having those love feelings for, because that's part of it too. But which one is stronger? right? Which one is stronger? Because there's some women that I'll meet having a conversation and it's like, damn, you look so good right now. Like, I don't even care what you're talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mama, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's, but it's like that, yo. It's like that certain, certain types of people will draw certain types of energy out of you. So I think it's also about being um, intuitive and being aware of what, what, what you feel and what you're getting out of that interaction. Right. I think, damn, like, CR came today to school me a little bit. I'm going to be honest with y'all right now because I feel like, I feel like, and looking back to, you know, like I said, what I've been dealing with lately, right? You know, we they want to cuddle in the winter, and the next thing you know, it's like, backing off on the summer I mean I'm cool with it too don't get it twisted. I'm going to be childless for a month and a half. I'm going to have me some fun too. That's not a problem. But... I have to now put into perspective for myself, like what energy am I giving off? Like, you know, what, what am I leading with? Like, okay. So I could, I could probably observe what they're leading with, but what am I giving off? Because and it's I the communication energy transfers information. Your thoughts are magnetic. So if you're looking at somebody and you're just in your mind, you're undressing them, you're thinking about doing X, Y, Z, you can best believe that that energy is being emitted in the air and they're feeling that energy. I'm telling you. Now, I have a confession. A lot of the time, that's exactly what I'm doing. But that's because. <laughs> yeah, <you're> <laughs> but that's in my mind. Like, I, that's why I, I be like covering my eyes, too, because I've been told people can see the, like right through my eyes, like what I'm doing, what I'm thinking. So like. Basically, at this point, I'm fucked. That's what that's what we're establishing at this point. I'm the one with the problem. I need to lead a little better here. <laughs> but no, it, it's like, okay, that's accountability. You know what I'm saying? That's accountability. And you're human. So you're still going to feel those feelings. But at least now you'll say to yourself, okay, I got to be extra careful because it's really a sexual attraction that's drawing me to this person. You know what I'm saying? And once you can be aware of that, you'll be able to move a little different and more precautious because you know it's not genuinely just emotion. It's not genuinely a soul tie. You know what I'm saying? It's really surface. And it's just, it's natural. You don't have to feel guilty about it. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? And in those situations, it's okay if you find somebody that you're sexually attracted to first, but if you're looking for love, you would really have to not have sex with that person to see if there's anything there. You know what I'm saying? And th there has to be enough time where you really test your connection with that person or else that lust is going to look just like love. And that's where we mm -hmm. get fucked up. 
we do get it all the way fucked up we do and i and i and i think it, it does go both ways to your point like you said before all it takes is you know that one woman to allegedly lead in a certain way to a man and then she fucks with him and then that's it we we done lost this man and i'm gonna say it that way because i've been raised in a space where you know very traditional very old school in in uh in um in a small dose, not fucking a very big dose, very machismo, right? But at the same token, along the lines of machismo, I've always been told like, oh my God, like if you break a man's heart, like, oh my God, that's like the, it's worse. Like it's the worst thing. Like, you know, women can get their heart broken because, you know, they always come back up from it. But a man, Jesus Christ, like you're taught, well, at least I've been taught, at least his husband around me for a very long time. You know, a man only falls in love one time. You know, a, a man, once he gets his heart broken, that's it. That's it. Like, you know, it, it's hard to come back from that. And sometimes I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, I believe it. I believe it when it comes to men, because I do think that men tend to have a harder, a far more difficult way of living to find a space to express themselves. I feel like men don't always have that ability or a space or an open forum to be able to be vulnerable and emotional. And so when they do take that person and they do take that opportunity to do that with and that person shits on them, it's a fucking problem. It is. So I want to be fair on that, right? I also think that what I'm realizing here is I myself, as someone who does, you know, take so much pride with communication is key and it's so essential in intimacy and relationships. You know, two episodes ago, I had a whole conversation with um, Samaya with... Um, sexual essentials about sex being everything and sex being more than just sex it's intimacy it's communication it's conversation right you know i do think that when it comes to you know the dating space i think there is a lot of missed opportunities to communication being key and i i feel like i've been my own victim to that i've been my own casualty you know, my own innocent bystander to my own actions and my lack of being able to observe and learn from and be aware of and holding myself accountable in that space as well. You know, I'm realizing that I wanted to have this piece of the conversation because I want to be fair to men. Um, do you think that, you know, for women, time time is ticking ever so often? Do you think that's the same concept for men sometimes? I'll be honest with you. It's not as pertinent for men as it is for women and i'll tell you why it's very common for an older gentleman to find a younger woman and it's more appropriate and accepted by society as opposed to an older woman dealing with a younger man all right and that's just the reality that we live in in the society that's perception right um and it's just it's more likely that guys also mature a lot slower than women, especially on an emotional basis. Um, and also most men don't really tap into their true maturity until their sex drive drops. And that happens in the mid thirties, early forties, where your testosterone starts to drop and you're starting to think more emotional than just, you know, that testosterone is not as pumping as much and you're not just looking for, you know, sex and, 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 and hookups, you know what I'm saying? Now it's, it's technically, um, it's about you trying to find love and longevity. And, you know, I feel like men have a longer, you know, how can I say a longer 
Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. We're on a quick break right now just to remind you to visit our www.doubledoseofrawtalk.store and get your podcast merch and rep with your favorite host, Miss D. And of course, my ebook is still available, My Journal to Self-Love. You know, it's my experience and a dose on how to build and rebuild your confidence and be confident. So, Go support the show. Wait time because we can still be like 45 and dating a 30-year-old. And that's not that's not weird to some people. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, 15 years, but it's like, all right, but if you're trying to have kids, that 30-year-old is the one you're going to. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I feel like that's a true variable. It's like, but then it's like once a woman biologically gets to a certain point, does it make sense or is it even safe for that woman to have kids at a certain age? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's more of a health risk, right? When, when women get to a certain point, it's more of a health risk, even for the child, right? Because there are people who reach, have kids at 40, you know what I'm saying? And God, God willing, the child comes out healthy. But then there's also situations where people have kids at that age and they come out with, with, with maybe something, maybe autism, or they come out with some type of, you know, dis- disability. And, and I, I have to be honest, because of biology, it, it definitely contributes to the age that people are choosing to, you know, have their kids. So I, I do feel like if you're the type of woman who's looking to have kids in the future, that contributes to the pressure of time, right? But if you're a woman who's not, you already decided you don't want to have kids, you already know you just want it to be you and your husband, because there's women like that, then you do have more time to find love. And it's all right if you deal with a younger man, because you're not looking for somebody to be the father of your children, you're looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. I think you hit it right on the nose. So let me just be very, very, very transparent with this, right? Um, at any point in time, a, a child with a disability can happen to anybody, right? But you're absolutely right. Um, me being someone who does work in healthcare, I do happen to know this, the older a woman is, the higher the risk. That's a fact, right? The other piece of it that I think you're you're hitting on it, and I think it makes kind of sense with what we're talking about, right? Perhaps this is why it's so much... Um, I want to say comfortable for men to do the whole casual by seasons because the truth is when a man has a child at 45 that could be his first child and that's still a beautiful thing you know what i mean and he could have it with a 30 year old woman right it's so normal it's It's so normal normal. right it's so normal um whereas you're right for a woman it is a little bit different right it is a little bit if you've seen a 40 year old 45 year old woman have a child by a 30 year old man people are going to be looking at her with the side and i think it's unfair i do think it's unfair but that's the reality of society, right? That that that's that's a double standard. That you're gonna look at it like what, like what? You know what I'm saying? But that's just the double standard of society. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, w- I want to be fair on that. And I completely agree. I just kind of noticed that just in this conversation, you know, that could possibly be uh, an attribution, you know, just just playing devil's advocate here, an attribution to why it can be comfortable for men to date seasonally, to date, you know, with so much. Of the of the wait time period, you know, because until... they have a bigger window. And I've right. heard, trust me, I have a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of single um, male friends um, growing up, and that was one of the biggest things. They'd be like, "Man, don't worry, man, we got time, we got time." You know what I'm saying? That that'd be something they always talk about. Like, man, we got time. 
And it's just like, it's a little unfair. It's an unfair advantage. You know what I'm saying? It's an unfair advantage. And I think it is unfair to think that way um, when dealing with certain people. It's just, it is unfair because you're wasting their time. Don't waste somebody else's time. Knowing that we do have that unfair advantage, don't waste other people's time. Let that person find somebody for them. That's why I personally think women should date older. I just, that's what I believe. You know why? Because you know what? You're, you're, you're going to find what you're looking for because there's certain women who are mature at a young age. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be 28 years old and you're thinking ahead. Maybe you don't need to date somebody who else is 28. Maybe you need to date somebody who's 33. Maybe you need to date somebody who's 34 because you're ready for something else. But we're also stuck in a society where we're always taught to date somebody our age. And it's just... We're, 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 we're always stuck in that mindset that we wonder why those relationships are trash. I truly believe in that dynamic of the, the older leading the younger. I truly believe in that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like more people will have happier relationships if they normalize that. There's nothing wrong, in my opinion, about dating somebody who's a bit older, even a couple of years older than you, because in reality, the maturity level might be matched that man might be ready for the things that you're ready for. But if you're trying to fall in love with the same dude you graduated high school with, how likely is it that it's gonna be as successful as you want it to be? Because that maturity level, you guys are maturing at a different rate. You might be the same age, but you're not at the same maturity level. I, I think I think CR just made it possible for some of y'all to be demoted. I think that's what just happened. <laughs> some of them in my book in my lineup are getting demoted that's it they've been removed from the lineup no but i think you make perfect sense you do make perfect sense because if I, if we go back to how i started this segment was the men i've been seeing and talking to they are around my same age or if not my same age like fairly close to it and i'm dealing with certain things that it put me a lot into deep thought and put so much into perspective about the relationships of men versus women and what men want and what women want what am i what are we looking for what are we to your point what are we leading with you know now it's, it just put in a whole other perspective here and i think you are onto something that maybe you know, the 35-year-old men I've been dealing with, what they are looking for is someone to lead also, you know, into guidance, into their growth. Maybe that is something that they aspire to, you know. Maybe it is something tempting to deal with a very strong, you know, fellow 35-year-old woman, which is great. You know, I'm glad to hear they're not intimidated by me because it's something I've dealt with in the past too. But I do think that maybe there is something about the leading concept that I've never really thought of. And I'm, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of light into it right now, to be honest with you. And it's not to say that one way is better than the other or one is wrong and the other one's right. Um, which is why I wanted to have this conversation about the differences in, you know, the way we're arranging or the way we're looking at this whole concept of love and relationships. Is it really love or is it lust that we are disguising as the love? You know, where is it that we're getting is so twisted? Where is it that, you know, are we holding ourselves accountable? Are we the casualties? Like, where is the fuck up here? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I talk a lot of shit, CR. Talk a lot of shit. <laughs> I do. Oh, I want a baby. Oh, I don't want a baby. Oh, you know, my son is 14. Like, maybe I am ready to open up to the thought that, you know, I mean, I almost had a fucking midlife crisis last week during his fucking graduation. It's like my life flashed before my eyes. Like, this kid is no longer a baby. Oh, my God. Like, I was freaking out for 2.5 seconds. You know, it. but you know what the truth is? It's like there is no point to 
you know, to what I highlighted in the beginning. I also don't want to repeat the same story again. I also don't just want to go have a child. I also don't just want to have a child's father. I want to be able to try this time to get it right, set the foundation like I tried the first time, but really sustain it this time. I really want it to last and I really want it to work, you know, um, because I have seen the emotional impact it has made on a child to not be raised with both parents. While he has amazing parents who do a great job co-parenting, it's taken a toll on him for a lot of it. You know what I mean? So I don't want to just repeat that. I don't like this whole concept of just let me casually date and let me drop my seeds wherever. Shout out to all of you, though, who do casually date and have not dropped your seeds everywhere like you're fucking planting and growing a garden. Yo, for the men and the women, I, I commend because I just recently met somebody who's actually like a year older than me. Um, I met her from Lyft. Amazing woman. I'm never going to drop names. But we had such a great conversation and it was clear that she like, you know, she, we found each other attractive, but it was really the conversation, right? That, that there's a connection there. And she, like I said, she's a year older than me. I'm 28. She's 29. And when we finished the conversation before I decided to get her number or whatever, I asked her like, do you have any kids? And then she was like, no, not yet. And then she said, you know, I'm a little old school. I would like to get married and then have kids. I was like, that right there, that was a seller. Not to not to say that the women who had children before marriages, I'm not devaluing you. I'm not saying anything about that because at the end of the day, it's about preference. You know what I'm saying? And the way I would like to do it, I would like to get married, have time with me and my wife, and then we have a child. You know what I'm saying? That's my preference. That's what I want. So I gave her props. I'm just like, yo, and she's, you know, she's very, very attractive. So I'm just like, wow, like to me, that takes discipline. Rather if it's man or woman, it takes discipline because it's like, yo, everybody gets tempted. Everybody is having sex, right? So that means if you haven't had a child yet, maybe you're, you're, you're a little more responsible, maybe a little conscientious, maybe you're more selective about who you're dealing with. Whatever you did, your decisions have led to where you're at right now. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just is a reflection of how you think. And I just, I do have respect and I give props to the people who haven't dropped their seeds or had their seeds planted and, and, and they're still high value people, but they're choosing to wait. I just give, cause it's, it's, it takes discipline and I really respect that. And it's not to devalue anybody who's had a child before marriage or who's had a child young because everybody's story is different. Look at LeBron James. His mother had him at a young age and he's, look how amazing of a man he is. You know what I'm saying? It's not always about that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, a good woman is a good woman. At the end of the day, a good man is a good man. Funny you pick LeBron because LeBron obviously was raised by an amazing single mother and he has sustained his relationship, his marriage with his high school sweetheart, all his children under one roof, okay? So, I mean, it's not to take away from what his mother has done for him and with him, right? And I know he adores his mother. He has given the recognition to his mother, but he has clearly chosen to do it in a different way. You know what I mean? And, and you have to commend that. I am someone who my child was six months at my wedding. You know what I mean? It was a church wedding. It was a whole, you know, celebration. It just didn't work out. But when I've had those conversations with my child, mind you, his father was a teenage dad before I met him. 
when I've had those conversations with my child, it's not to to talk down to his mom who's a single mom. It's not to talk down to his father who was a teenage single dad and he did his damn thing. It's about if just being a parent is sometimes hard, if not all the time can be hard with two parents in one household, even in your 30s, with a career, with money, with a home, with all that. Imagine when you do that way before that and you're not well established or you're broken up. You know what I mean? There's so much to this. And so I don't want certain things to be idolized. You know, you have shit and I didn't want to bring this up, but I'll fuck it. I'll bring it up. You have shells like 16 and pregnant that are so fucking toxic to the youth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they're normalizing. Right. And, and it's like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't think that's okay because you're not, you're, I don't think, I don't think it's okay because there's so much you don't even understand about life at 16 years old you can't tell like you know what i'm saying like i've met so many people you know single moms or even uh fathers who have their kids at that age and as much as they love their kids they all say they wish they would have waited because they would have learned so much more right about right. themselves and about the world they would have done so much more you're you're, you're a child at 16 you know what i'm saying you're a child at, at that age it's so difficult to have the right your, your brain is literally not even de fully developed yet and that's a scientific fact right that your brain is not fully developed until you're at least 25 years old so there's literally things you won't understand so your knowledge is you're 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 limited by perspective what do you think you're going to pass down to that child those same limitations you know what i'm saying and it's just like damn like that that's that's something we have to break we have to stop normalizing that because it's in a lot of different communities especially the minority community you know what i'm saying it happens a lot in the hood and i see it a lot and it's like my dad always said it's kids having kids you know what i'm saying and then those immature um adults having children they raise immature children who become immature adults. So then it's like the cycle continues. Like I said, there's an exception to every rule because there's some people who come from such a great family that they might have the support system that they need in order to still raise that child to be mature and still have a successful future. But in statistically speaking, how, how often do you see that? You know what I'm saying? How, how, how likely is that? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's impossible, but how likely is that? It's rare. It's rare. And 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 we're talking, I mean, we're getting all the way raw right now, right? And and it was totally a little bit of a tangent, but so a tangent that still applies to the conversation that we're having. And we're gonna flow right into the next segment because this does apply, right? I think the conversations, the missed communications, right, begins at a young age. I think that's also something we need to break away from and normalize that it's not that we're promoting to go have sex. No, I am one who listened to friends at a very young age and I did it because curiosity killed the cat, period. You know what I mean? But I do think that when you are raising your kids, it does make a difference to how you begin the conversation with them and how certain decisions are made when they're growing up, you know, and becoming adults, you know what I mean? And the way they're maneuvering these type of relationships, casual, lustful, love, what have you, right? I am raising a young man, right? And, and as a woman who has a sexual preference to dating men currently, I mean, let me just say that because I've had 
a few experiences with women, right? So I want to just be honest with that. I do still prefer in relationships aspect to have that with men. Um, I feel like, and this is going to be the double or nothing segment, and it's actually the, the Texas set the standard, right? Um, women are always encouraged to set standards, right? And rightfully so. Um, I've been taught since a very young age to set certain standards. It was the standards though that my mom wanted. It wasn't realistic standards. It was very old fashioned, very, we don't talk about those things type of standards. You know what I mean? Instead of being more realistic and more communicative, more, more informative type of standards, right? Here I am as an adult though. So let me try and give this another shot. Let me try and set these standards, right? Um, there's these terms that get thrown around. And I've, I've definitely had this conversation a little bit here and there in previous episodes, but I really want to dig into this, right? Because I do think it starts from when we're really, really tiny. Um, women are queens, right? Girls are queens. Well, no, girls are, girls are taught that they're princesses when they're very, very little. And then they're taught that they're queens. At, you know, you're supposed to be treated like that. You're supposed to be carried around like that. Um, carry yourself like that, what have you. Let's discuss men's standards because I do feel like, you know, we're so big on, oh, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. Flips hair. I'm a queen and I want a keen and I deserve a keen. But what exactly do those terms mean? And what exactly are the standards that belong to those terms, right? Is it by default that we're just supposed to view each other like this? I think first off, like, it's totally a trend, right? Using the, the term king and queen is definitely a trend. Um, I'm not opposed to it because at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to empower people. But I do think we need to use a, a certain type of discernment. Right. If you're going to call somebody a queen or a king, you really should hold them up to a certain standard in order for them to get that label, because not every man is a king and not every woman is a queen. Let's be real. Right. Because if that was the case, then that, that title would really lose its value. Not everybody's up to that standard. Me personally, what makes a woman a queen? It's about how you treat yourself and how you treat other people. Right because I've met women who are so attractive, but they have shitty personalities. You know, they're vain, they're selfish, they really treat people like crap. You know what I'm saying? But yet there's men who will still call her a queen because she's visually attractive. You get what I'm saying? And to me, that's, the, that's where it gets convoluted because it's like, what are you really judging her by? Just because she looks gorgeous, you know, and then there'll be another woman who might be, uh, you know, more of an average looking person. But man, she is a loving, caring woman. She does everything for her family. She shows up when she needs to show up. She's loyal. She's she, she encourages the men in her life. But she might not get that queen status as quickly. Right. So it's like, what are what are we really measuring by? And I feel like you know, social media has definitely contributed to this convoluted idea of what a king or a queen is. And I think we need to take it back and remove what the visual aspect is and really judge by character, by morals and virtue. To me, a queen is somebody that truly, truly loves herself, loves others, does not put other women down, but encourages other women, does not emasculate men, but empowers men without losing her power. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's another thing is like, 
you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily a weak woman because you're empowering a man. Because there's another problem in our society where women feel like if they empower certain men too much that they lose their own power. But it's like, no, you need to not pour into an empty cup. If you're going to be empowering him, he should be empowering you, right? Because that's what that connection is about, two halves to a whole, right? So if, if, if anything, I feel like a real queen knows how to empower a man without losing her sense of power, you know? Um, I feel like a queen is somebody with, 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 with just high moral grounds. Like there's certain things you won't do, not because you're afraid of what other people would think, but because you're afraid of how you would think of yourself. That is a queen. You don't, you're not worried about other people's opinions. You are focused on how you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror. Because you know that type of person, you can trust. Because you know, like if, I, if I'm dating somebody and I know that, hey, you're not loyal because you're dating me. You're loyal because that's who you really are. And you know for a fact, if you did X, Y, Z, it would eat you up inside. I know I can trust you. As opposed to somebody who will only stay loyal contingent on the loyalty of that other person or who they're dating. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that helps kind of paint the picture a little bit, but to me, that those those things make you a queen, man. And, and, and if, as you notice, as I, I haven't listed anything about your visual aspects because you know beauty is subjective. You know what I'm saying? It's in the eye of the beholder. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you like is what you like. That's preference. But we can have a clear cut uh, measurement on what is a morally good person and what's an immorally good person. You know what I'm saying? Like what what values do you have in your character that makes you you know, such a high standard individual, because at the end of the day, it's about character. And for the men, I feel like what makes a king is that he knows how to empower his queen and how to give her the confidence that she needs to be her best self. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a king is at service, right? He plays his role where he is there to, to help solve problems. He's there to be there for the practical aspect of it you know what i'm saying he does what he has to do to make sure things are running smoothly he's in he's working it perfectly cohesive with his queen he's not stepping on her toes you know what i'm saying he knows how to play his role you know what i'm saying a king knows when when my wife has more knowledge on a certain situation i'm gonna let her lead because she knows what she's talking about i don't have to always lead just because i'm the man if she knows more about this particular situation, I'm going to listen to her because she knows more. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain sense of humility that comes with being a king. Like, you got to know when to let your queen do her thing. And I know that rhyme, that was no, no pun intended. It <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's just the truth. It is poetic because the truth is poetic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's like that. It's just knowing how to play your role. So the whole idea of king and queen it's all one kingdom. It's all one castle. Different roles that complement each other, that keep the system going. That's what it's about. Can you work together? Like, what is a king without a queen? And what is a queen without a king? That's, we need each other. And if we could just understand that as a society, I feel we'd be able to move forward so much better with healthier relationships. And it's like, we got to stop just calling somebody a king because, oh, this nigga got six pack. Oh, he's rich. 
oh, he's a king because he lives in a mansion and he drives a Lamborghini. No, he could be a shitty ass person. He could be a shitty person who just throws money at people to keep them like a pacifier, as a pacifier to just keep them satisfied, you know, momentarily while he goes and does his bullshit. That's not a king. That's a peasant to me. That's a snake, you know? So for men, we, like I said, the, the poisonous aspect of it is when men call women queens based off how they look and how attractive they are. And conversely speaking, when women call guys a king based off how much money he has and how much success he has, right? Those are two very false measurements of royalty. And it really has one common ground, which should be character, mindset, values, virtue. Yeah. You hit it right on the nose. I want to be, I want to be able to add to that. And I want to be able to be transparent about something. Um, I mentioned it, you know, right when we got into the segment, you know, because I was daddy's little girl, my dad used to imply to me that I ran the house. Um, I was also a little badass, I'm gonna be honest. But you know, I ran the house, you know. Um, he used to call me Reinita, which is queen in Spanish, right? Um, and I felt that way about myself. I did. And and I noticed in growing up and having certain relationships early on, you know, I was treated that way. I was respected by, you know, by my little boyfriends. You know what I mean? It was at the point where I was probably going against my own beliefs. I was probably conducting myself in certain behaviors that I wouldn't before. That I started seeing, you know, and it goes hand in hand with what we just talked about. I started seeing a difference in how now what I know as how men were leading with me, you know, I started seeing a difference on with certain behaviors that I would be. It wasn't my true self. You know what I'm saying? Um, There was a point in my life and I've been transparent about this on my platform where I was misled by a man. I didn't know he had a relationship at home. And when I found out it was it was fairly difficult at that point to get out of it. It was. And this was after I had been in a marriage and I had suffered through an infidelity and divorce. So I was on the other side of it. Right. And then I find myself on the other side of it. Right. In another scenario. And I have to tell you, that was one of the points I I will say I don't regret because of how much I learned. But that was one of the shittiest points of my life, because in realizing so much of what was going on, it wasn't me. I didn't like when it was done to me. and how far it went, the intent was never to go into someone's home and break that family apart. You know what I mean? So that's why I had to remove myself from that situation. Because if I think about how I held myself standards wise (laughs) and what a queen is, it was my shittiest moment. It was my shittiest feeling. I didn't like how I felt. It wasn't my proudest moment either. And I've said that on this platform, it was not my proudest moment because I look back on that today And if it was to be done to me, I would hate it. It would go against what I believe in and what I want in my relationship. If I'm going to have an open relationship, I want that to be something that I agree upon with my partner. Not something that it just happens because somebody else is a third party in it. Get what I'm saying? So I feel like everything that you just said, I feel like those titles are earned and it's a question that I posed in the agenda like is it just by default or is it something that we earn here and it is something that should be earned I have a confession and and I know he listens to this show I have a very good friend of mine a male friend of mine who for a very long time has always said good morning queen to me 
And I kind of got into the mode of calling him king also, because I actually see it as an earned title. I see it as a male friend of mine who has earned that level of respect because he is for one, a genuine friend, but two, he is that much of a respectable man that I would see here and say and respond to him when I talk to him, good morning or good afternoon, King, because he addresses me as queen because I've earned that respect from him. You know what I mean? And I think that when it comes to all types of relationships, whether it is a friendship, a love, lust or whatever, I think too many things are just thrown around just for the heck of it, whether it be seeds, whether it be king or queen, just like you said, the trends, you know, I think we have to be able to have more control, at least to what we can control, especially when it comes to titles and especially when it comes to these names that instead of making them trends, let's make them a standard, a real standard that is earned and not just thrown around just because it looks cute on a text message or an emoji yeah i agree you know because a a lot of people use it as a as a a term of endearment you know and um you know terms of endearment you know i'm not opposed to them but i feel like when it comes to that specific title king or queen it has like you said it has to be earned it can't just be given to a complete stranger how many guys slide into girls' DMs talking about peace, queen? How are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all making it played out because you're using it so much and you're applying it to every woman. Like, you can't possibly feel that every woman you talk to is a queen without even knowing who they are, without even knowing, because it's just, it's not, it's not genuine. It's just not genuine. And a lot of women are aware, like, you calling me a queen. You don't even know who I am. I could be the worst person in the world. Like, what makes you feel like? Because I've met women who are just like, yo, you don't know me yet. How are you? Like, they're going to question you. Like, you calling me a queen? Like, you don't even know me. You know, that, like, they think it's played out. Or they might not even respond. Because it's like, you say that to everybody. You know? And I'm not going to lie. I, in the beginning of that trend of king and queen, I was using it more loosely. And now I've, I've changed it. And I say beloved, and I I rather use beloved because I feel like you know what it's it's, it's a little it's it's like it's it's a term of endearment, but it's not necessarily setting them to such a high standard. It's more or less because I have love for all human beings regardless. So if I'm interacting in a new conversation, I call you beloved. You know what I'm saying? It's like showing you where I'm starting you at. You know what I'm saying? And then depending on the interaction is where you might either be promoted or demoted. You know what I'm saying? Just like when you're in school, everybody starts at an A, but depending on the work that you hand in, you might drop down to a C or a D. Say that. Say that. Absolutely. So now when um, I come into a new situation, it's like, what's good, beloved? How are you? You know what I'm saying? Especially when I'm talking to women, I, I use beloved because I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? I like talking sweet, but it has to be done in a certain way where it's appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not like I'm going too hard. Like, I'm not going to talk to a random person and be like, what's up, baby? How are you? And there's men who do it, but but come on, you don't even know this person. You call her baby, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something intimate. Just for the record, I totally feel you on the beloved because, and I don't know if you noticed when we've chatted, I call everyone love. Hey, love. Exactly. It's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. I love a woman who, who talks to me and says, hey, love, how are you? Because it's caring. And right. it's a reflection of your character. It, it might not necessarily have anything to do with me, but it shows me that you're a very uh, caring person, that you're coming into this interaction with love and positivity. You're coming into this interaction with a peaceful energy. 
You know what I'm saying? It's, you using those terms automatically shows me where your mentality is at. Like mm-hmm. the first time I had one of my friends when she would hit me up and she called me beloved, I'm like, ooh, that that feels so good. That feels so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. like that. So I, I adopted that and I started using that too because when I come into a new interaction, I want you to know, y'all coming with straight love. You feel me? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're leading now. From now on, I'm leading with love. That's it. Like, I got I got to fix my life. That's I got to fix my life. Lead with love. <laughs> Keep reminding yourself what that feeling feels like. Imagine yourself in that feeling. And I'm telling you, your thoughts are magnetic. And you're going to start pulling that. You're going to start attracting that. And I feel like that's what's been happening for me, too. Is like, at first, when I was back into the dating, like, last year, I got a lot. I was out here. Um... <laughs> I was, you know, I was out here and I was definitely leading with sex. And guess what? That's what I was getting. I was getting a bunch of different women who were looking for sex or who were using relationships just to get sex. And um, it's just been, it, it always ended badly, always ended badly, you know? Um, so now I'm leading with love. I'm leading with love and I'm allowing myself to attract the people or I'm allowing, I attract both. Right. I attract people who are led by sex and those who are led by love, but I'm able to categorize who's who. And I know for a fact now I'm going to get what I want because I don't want just sex. You know what I'm saying? Like with the certain situation, like the two different people that I've met, because I'm single and I'm mingling. I don't care. I have options and I'm exercising my options. I'm very clear about that. Right. So the woman who's at me, like I could tell that she's in it for the sexual aspect. And then the woman I just met, I can tell she's looking for love. I can just off the conversation, just off of how we're already setting up our first date. It's like, this person's looking for love, yo. And I'm going to give that person priority because I know she's leading with love. And when the time is, it's the truth. And when the time is right, when I'm secure in the, in the fact that we're both on the same page, and when it's time, I will have no hesitation to make her the priority. And it'll be easy to just let go of the quote unquote other options because I'm what I'm looking for could be this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have one last question for you. This one just came off the top of my head, right? Because it's something you said just triggered this for me and just light bulb went off. What would you tell the men who might possibly be chasing the wrong women? Mm, I would tell them to ask themselves for real, what do you really want? What do you really, because yo, the universe doesn't know good or bad. It only knows what you think about most. So what is it that you're thinking about when you think of women, right? Are you constantly just thinking about ass and titties? Because if you're constantly thinking about ass and titties, guess what the universe is going to keep bringing you? A whole lot of ass and titties, right? But are you thinking deeper than that? Are you thinking about a woman that's going to love you and be affectionate? Are you thinking about a woman who's going to hold you down? That's going to check on you to make sure you're good. Because if that's what you want, that's what you got to think about. And if you're thinking about it, you're going to notice it a lot more. Our minds are magnetic. And it's just, I keep saying that because it's the truth. You will attract what you think about most. So the men who are chasing the wrong women, I got to ask you, what is it that you really want? What are you reinforcing in your mind to be a attracted to the wrong women because it has more to do with you than them Ooh. Ooh. 
CR with a whole last word. <laughs> I just, I had to ask you for that one. I did. That just came to me um, just now because I, I know for a fact a lot of us women do chase after, you know, the bad guy. We do chase after the bad boy, you know, and, and, and here we are. We're, we're walking right past a, a very good man. You know, we, we do that. I'm going to hold myself accountable on that too. We tend to do that. And I find it too that sometimes because maybe men are, you know, just so focused on, you know, their time not ticking and, you know, just, you know, enjoying themselves. You know, you also don't want to be that type of man who just oversees, you know, who just sees right past that potentially good woman that could just possibly be your person, your earned queen. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's just so much awareness. And just in this conversation alone, you've brought a lot to light. And this is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation with you. And like you said it from the beginning, you know, we've been talking here and there about a lot of things. And you've been, you know, really unleashing little by little on me here. And I'm like, I got to bring him on the show to have this conversation. Um, because it is a very vulnerable conversation. It is um, both for men and women to have, you know, it's, as somebody, as a woman who's very strong, very confident, and I do pride myself in calling myself a queen, I mean, that doesn't mean that every single day I feel that way. And then I have to be conscious enough if, the, if I do carry myself like that every single day. I do have to, you know what I mean? Um, because that is something that has to be earned. Sometimes even on a daily, you know, the the, the real queens in, in some parts of this world, you know, they got to put on that crown every single day because that's their gifted title and that's what they have to do. But then they got to carry themselves a certain way and they have to conduct themselves a certain way. That wave better be very, very, you know, a certain matter. I can't even do it right. You see what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it has to. So there's certain standards to this shit. And we have to live up to it on a daily, right? Some days are good, some days are bad, but we do have to live up to it as best we can. All right. I, I just had to get raw with that one. All right. We're going into our last segment, and this is the overdose. And on this segment, it could either be a rant or a vibe. It could be on anything. You may want to just get off your chest, share with the world. By the world, I mean the Double Dose of Raw Talk listeners. Or if you want to go off on something. If you would like to go first, you can, or I could go first. You go first. Okay, I could go first. I got no problem with that. I just have a public service announcement, mm. okay? It is a public service announcement in the essence of keeping ourselves so well, okay? Learn how the fuck to check out if your workspace and your workplace. If it's time to go home, it's time to go home. If they throw you a curveball, don't let that shit hit you in the back of your neck, metaphorically or literally. And I'm going to tell you why metaphorically, because I had a stiff neck, okay? And it was because I was thrown a curveball at work. And it stressed me the fuck out instantly. And I let it get to me to impact my physical, my physical state. And I was feeling perfectly fine. And I felt that pressure point. And I felt literally pressure. I felt like I was racing against time in a matter of 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And I want to bring that out because I feel like, you know, as human beings, any day could go as smooth as possible, as scheduled as possible, as routine as possible. And then some shit could happen, right? But specifically when it comes to work, I just want to encourage people to learn how to check out of work when it's time to clock out. You know, protect, protect your wellness and protect your, your health, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. Um, I pride myself in trying my best not to bring work home. 
And I, I pride myself in that because I've worked really hard towards that. And I just want to make that PSA. Summertime is here. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. If it's time to go home, go home. If it's time to go out, go out. You know, we've had a very rough year and a half. And things are feeling a little bit like it's getting back to normal. And I just want people to be able to enjoy life because the hustle's real. The grind doesn't stop. You know, we some of us who are lucky enough to still have our jobs, listen, it's been a tough year. But we don't have to be enslaved to it. We don't have to be chained to that. We don't have to feel like we have no way out. You know, I, I want people to be able to breathe um, because it's not healthy for you. And I needed to make that PSA because I, I feel like we're living in an age where people are under pressure and people are reacting a lot. You know what I mean? In society, in public, taking the train. I, I live in New York City, you know? There's just so much going on and, and we just need to be more at ease, more in wellness, more healthy. Um, so that's my public service announcement. Check out when it's time to check out and don't take it home with you. That's all. That's my PSA. Yeah. I think for me, I guess um mine's I'll say to everybody, um, be that in which you wish to attract. You know, a lot of times, you know, people will discredit the options that they have in their life when it comes to friends, when it comes to dating, whatever it may be. And then you have to reevaluate the way you're projecting yourself and if what you want is what you are. You know what I'm saying? And that's on every aspect. You can't be somebody who doesn't take good care of themselves mentally and spiritually, but you want to be in a relationship with this totally healthy person. You're not going to look appealing to that person. Think about that. You can't be upset that you've been rejected by that person when you have not done the work. It's just reality. If you have high standards, you need to apply them to yourself before anything, right? If you're the type of person you say, I don't know, let's say for guys, you, you say you want an Instagram model looking girl, my mans, are you at the gym? Are, are, are you doing push-ups, pull-ups? Or are you just opening up bags of chips and, and drinking sodas, chilling on the couch? Because you think a woman like that Let's just be real, because there's different attraction levels that match with other attraction levels, right? And there's nothing wrong with dating at your level, because if you're an eight, you're going to be happier with another eight. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe you can't catch a 10, but then it might be, how's that 10 going to treat you? Are they going to take you for granted? Are they just keeping you around for entertainment until they find another 10? You know what I'm saying? So I say, be that in which you want to attract. And it's not just physically, it's about mentally too, Right. Your mentality has to match that that you wish to attract. You say you want to be a husband. I mean, you want a wife or whatever you want a wife. Are you husband material? Do you know how to help run a household? Do you know how to be a provider? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense to me when I hear certain people asking for something that they're not. You want to be with a wealthy man, but you don't even have no money in your purse. You can't afford, you can't afford the dates that you want to go on. You can't even date yourself. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, could you take yourself to some of these dates? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people just need to really deal with the reality of where they're at because there's nothing wrong with growth. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm at, and this is where I want to be. Because when I get to this level, I'm going to be able to attract what I really want. 
but you have to be willing to level up wherever it is that you feel like you need to level up, whether if it's mentally, physically, or spiritually, whatever, and financially, whatever it is, be that in which you choose to attract. Like me, I know what type of caliber of woman that I want, but I also know I have to keep putting in the work and keep loving myself, and then I will find that perfect match. Until then, I'm going to enjoy the journey, and I'm going to continue to do the work, and I won't be so disappointed when I might not have found that exact partner or I might not have attracted that person because it's just a reminder that maybe I'm not where I think I'm at yet. Maybe there's more that I need to adjust in order to get that because now I'm attracting way better options than I was a year ago. Last year, but then again, it's like, what was I projecting? What was I, you know what I'm saying? I was living like, not to knock anybody, but I was living in the hood. I was on section eight. I had, I had roaches in my apartment. It's real shit, right? But yet I have fantasies of being with a well-established woman, somebody that, that owns something and that's doing X, Y, Z. And it had, I had to snap out of it and say, hold up. How the fuck am I going to get somebody like that? And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, nah. So I got myself out the hood, got myself in a, a way better apartment. I, I started making more money. I started hitting the gym more consistently. I started eating better. I even stopped smoking weed, you know, momentarily. But I stopped <laughs> keeping it real. Momentarily. But I had to do that because I want to attract better options. I got to take better care of myself if I want to get better options, right? So, so honestly, I'm happy because I see the progression. I see the progression in just the type of women I attract. And it has a lot to do with the way I'm treating myself. Mm. So that's all I say. Be that in which you choose to attract. I love this. I swear. I knew. I knew it had to be you for this conversation. I knew it in my soul. I knew it. And I'm so happy we had this fucking talk. Honestly, I want I want to just close it out with this and you know you again you hit it right on the nose with so many things. It's like it puts so much into perspective. It's like first of all, coming from somebody who I was in a building, the hood where I grew up my whole life and then one year survived a whole damn winter, maybe almost two with no fucking heat. Yeah, shit sometimes gets fucking real, okay? But you have to level up from that. You have to make your efforts and work hard towards that. And sometimes along the way, listen, nobody's perfect. Mistakes are made. You learn from it. You got to pick up yourself from that. Like shit happens, but it's all those experiences that mold you and they make you who you are. And I think that's where that level of respect and certain titles are earned. I think that's when someone really gets to know you and gets to know what that journey is and what that story is, is where the respect comes in is where, no, you know what? That is a king. No, you know what? That is a queen that look at their testimony. Look at where they came from and where they are today. And there's just so much value to that, that to be quite honest with you, I, and listen, I have no shame in it. Men and women have needs, right? And I'll, and I'll end it with this. We have our needs. But imagine how much greater. And, and I know some people are going to be like, that's bullshit. My, my nut off feels great regardless, right? No, I can attest to you as someone who has done it completely casual, completely casual. Okay, my emotions completely tucked in. And someone who has unleashed from that casualness or mess whatever you want to call it and has put the heart out there I have to be honest at 35 years old 
the chemistry feels so much better when there is a little bit of emotion, a little bit of earned respect, earned title, and the sex is still great. It, it, it is an amazing, an amazing chemistry, an amazing component that I'm discovering now. I don't think I could go back to doing that no. casual shit. No, because yeah. you know what you've had a taste of, of the true connection. When you have that mental and spiritual connection with that person, the sex is so much better. It's yeah. euphoric, it's outer body experience. And the best part is how you feel after the sex, yeah. right? That, that relaxation mode, when you're able to lay up in that person's arms, or if you got that girl laying on your chest and you're just sitting there and you're just enjoying the energy, the, the exchange, you know? Yeah. It's so hard to have that with something that's just casual. It, nothing's more unattractive than when I'm, finish having sex with somebody and they just like get up and start getting dressed mm. Mm. and that's happened to me a lot in my life and that's not a good feeling it's just like damn like not even gonna lay down with me not even know what i'm saying like you're not even gonna like chill like it's almost like okay that's it it was a workout you know what yeah. i'm saying now i'm getting not a workout i'm just like yo and i know I know there's women who's dealt with that on the other end, right? A guy gets down, he pulls his pants up, he's like, voila. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you about to do? <laughs> Listen, I've, I've been that type of woman be like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you, right. can, you, you, you can leave. Um, let me just say this. I used to call their sessions because it felt like a workout. <laughs> it was a session. Call it, it what session. it was. But now you've known and you've experienced what it's like not necessarily a fuck, but to make love, right? Making love is amazing, yo. And it, it's very passionate. It's very intimate. And because I could say my last relationship really set my standards so much on what I'm willing to accept. And I haven't been in a relationship in almost two years because the standards are so high. And I was in love. I was very much in love with that person. And we made a lot of love. And now that I know what that feels like, it's so difficult to settle for casual, you know, like I had to get, I tried to go back into the casual to kind of numb myself from desiring Ooh. that love, you know, because that, that instant gratification and, and that sexual gratification was, was able to like, you know, deter my mind from focusing on the true thing that was missing, which was that love connection, that love connection, man. I, I I crave it every day. I want that. Same. I Same. want I have that. To admit, so I have to admit, I've definitely, I've definitely stumbled over that. And listen, that's why this was the overdose, right? We killed, we killed y'all with this one. Oh, that was so bad to say, but it's true. We just killed y'all with this one. It's it's an overdose. It's real talk. It's real shit. It's raw. Um, you know, it's shit that you know, uh, late twenties, early mid thirties, early thirties. Like we go through it. We go through it. We're still going through it. We're still learning. We're still experiencing. We're still trying for it. You know, we're still also working towards earning it. Um, it's not easy out there, but this is exactly, again, why I wanted to highlight relationships and relationships. Um, because sometimes it works and sometimes it just fucking doesn't. But I think the key component is really taking in what we learn from it, what we're taking from it, how we're growing from it, too. I think that's the key component in this. Um, 
I want to appreciate, for one, thank you and appreciate you coming on the show to have this very vulnerable, very open conversation from a man's perspective about love, about the heart, about the soul, about relationships and in, you know, this casualness of the world we live in today, to be honest, because it's a battle here um, that we're dealing with when it comes to that. Um, and I want you to share with my listeners where they can listen to you and find you and check you out, your music, your pod. Yes. So please, guys, on Instagram, follow me at CR underscore 908. Um, click the, the link in my bio. That's where you'll find all of my music. Um, I mean, I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Tidal. I'm on YouTube. I'm all over the Internet. Anywhere you go, just type in CR908. That is my name. For the podcast, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, type in Introverted Intuition. That is introverted intuition on Instagram is introverted intuition pod and follow us on Instagram. Keep up with the conversations. We're talking about groundbreaking shit. We're out here dropping gems. As you see, Miss Double D had me out here in my bag, like yeah. extra napkins. So I, I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, keep up with me. Keep up with, with Miss Double D. Just stay connected. I'm a genuine person out here trying to liberate as many minds as possible through music and through podcasting. Yes, absolutely. And I tag everything in the show notes and you guys will get all those links, of course. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I always say, my guests always tend to come back. So y'all hear from him again yes. on this platform always and forever because that's this what was, I do. This was so seamless. It was so easy talking to you. Like, I love your mind, yo. I love your personality so much, yo. Like, I could talk to you for hours. Like, you, you, because you just understand. You really understand. Yeah, I and I and I appreciate that too for opening for opening that door for for one as as a fellow podcaster, but also as just a genuine person who really knows how to pay attention to conversation and really engage in it about things that really matter to us and are significant, and and just you know offering that space to hear a person out because you're actually someone who engages and who has those tough conversations that not everybody feels comfortable having. And on this platform, you know, I, I don't shy away from it. I always say it. we get comfortable being uncomfortable here. That is that is exactly what I do here on any topic that it is that I bring to the table. This is not easy for people to discuss. You know, the reality is and even and even in the times where we might find ourselves someday married, it's still continued conversation, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't stop just because we are married someday. No, we're supposed to still continue these type of conversations to be able to build the foundation and then sustain it. That's my message here. All right. So <laughs> this has been, ladies and gentlemen, another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.